Okay, we're we're recording. All right, what? take two. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey, 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 I'm Steph. And I'm KB. And And we we are Activate Podcast. We are two Jesus-loving mamas who may cuss a little. This podcast is our passion. Get ready to tag along through the ups and downs of our crazy lives. We're going to bring you guests that will inspire and encourage you to grow in your health and in your faith. We will talk about parenting, relationships, fitness, and nutrition. We will bring you the latest fashion tips and share all of our favorite things. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you some laughs and relatable, inspiring content that will encourage you to activate your life. Hey, 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 how's it going? Hi. Happy, happy Monday. That's um, right. All right, you guys, we have a guest today, um, and I'm super excited. We have Kelly Barker on. Hi. And hey, hey. Um, we've been talking a lot about our relationship with Jesus and bringing people closer to Christ this year. It has been really shown to us over and over and over again, that this is an area, you know, it's like God is really calling us or, you know, calling to make disciples, even to bring people into faith. And more specifically, a lot of people have been talking to us about Christ and or their marriage. And so, uh, I was having a conversation with Kelly the other day, and I'm not going to tell really any of your story, but you and I had talked a couple of years ago. Uh, we were both in a separation um, and in a time of separation, and I didn't know a whole lot of why you were separated or vice versa, but it's just something that we had shared. And then um, the other day, you kind of shared a little bit more with me, and I was like, oh my gosh, would you be willing to come on my podcast? And you were like, yes, you know, and then you shared your blog with me. I shared it with Kristen and it just is another proclamation really of only God, right? We were like, this is so weird or this is crazy or how awesome. And it really truly just is, no, this is God. So I'm just going to have you go ahead and just introduce yourself, kind of jump right in um, to whatever you want to share. And we're just here to kind of hear your story and we'll jump in or ask questions or whatever as we go. Basically where it started was I had my son, but I didn't quite realize, um, you know, through the postpartum that I actually had postpartum depression. And every day I would deal with these things, you know, of just worthlessness of, um, you know, just feeling like I wasn't enough for anyone really. And it actually got to the point, and I might get emotional, so I'm very sorry. Um, but it also did get to the point that um, in June, I actually tried to take my life. And it was a bottle of pills. And what happened after that, I can't really explain. It was like God came to me, and I spit all of the pills out, and my journey began from there. Um, but the next day, um, my husband and I actually had a really good marriage. So the next day was kind of a surprise. You know, the night was a little bit intense, and he was supportive as he usually is. And then the next morning, you know, it was normal breakfast, kiss goodbye, you know, see you later. And then that afternoon, I got a text message from him telling me he was never coming home. So I had to deal with that a little bit and kind of process it and uh, called my best friend who is a Jesus follower. And I'll be honest, in the past, you know, she would call me and she would say, you know, oh, Jesus, this, Jesus, that. And I'd be like, here she goes again. (laughs) And I never realized exactly what that meant until I had gone through this. And so I had called her on that Friday night after he left and, um, you know, she had some encouraging things to say. Um, she actually sent me a care package with a Bible, um, a bookmark, 
a mug, um, just basically saying sisters in Christ. And, you know, I'm always here for you kind of thing. And, and that, that really kind of set things apart. And then she sent me a video and this video changed my life. And it was Dan Muller. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he is a pastor and he preaches all over the country for free uh, and simply spreads the gospel. He's absolutely amazing. And she had sent me a video and I was like, well, I'm not going to watch this right now. I'm going to kind of put it aside and I'm going to feel sorry for myself. So um, the next day was Saturday and I woke up and I said, you know what? I've got to pick myself up. I've got to move forward. And I started doing my chores. And then I said, you know what? Let me put that video on and see what that was about. It was just in my mind. So I put it on and I have it on in the background and I'm just cleaning and I'm listening to him. And it was his testimony about how Jesus and had changed his marriage and had brought him and his wife back together. So it was basically his testimony. And it was for me, like literally like a light bulb that turned on and all of a sudden I could see my life for the past two years through my husband's eyes. And I realized that it wasn't about my marriage and it was about saving me, that I I needed a lot of help and God needed me for something. So my journey started from there and every day since it's been magic. (laughs) I have been able to help people on my journey, um, you know, just through the Holy Spirit. I think we've probably all experienced that when you just kind of are filled with that moment and things come out of your mouth that you have no idea where they're coming from, but it's specifically for that person. Yeah. And so my life has completely changed. My marriage has changed. And through the process with my husband, um, I think one of the main things that I think is the most important is I never ask why. I never ask God why. And I immediately, even without ever being like a, you know, like a full on Jesus follower at that point, I knew that I had to trust him. And so every single day I prayed for my husband and I prayed for his heart and I prayed for him, even if it meant he wasn't coming home. So Uh I, I put myself aside and I, you know, just kind of put all my love to Jesus and my husband and Every day, I just kept on keeping on, and God was there every day. He was there every day with me. I mean, I have had the most amazing things happen. Um, One of uh, the funniest things that I, when I realized that God really has a sense of humor, (laughs) is I was, you know, diving into Jesus music. You know, that's my thing. I love worship music and and all of that. (laughs) So I was by myself. All my kids were away, and I was driving around on Labor Day weekend. And um, I'm not sure, but. Most people, I think, are familiar with Phil Wickham. He's one of my absolute favorites. And the song Battle Belongs was kind of like that pick me up in that moment, you know, where I knew God had me. He had everything and I didn't have to worry. Yeah. So I'm driving around and I'm playing it over and over and over again. Of course, I'm talking to Jesus and I'm like, listen, Lord, I'm like, I know you're getting tired of this. Just one more time. That was literally what I would say out loud in my car, and I'm using a CarPlay on my phone. So it's not on the radio. I'm playing it through my phone, and it was literally three days over and over. So one day I said, you know, one more time, and I pull in my garage, and I unplug my phone after the song ended, of course, and I had Caleb on the radio, and, you know, she had said something really brief, and then what comes on the radio? Battle Boy. And I just laughed out loud because I was like, okay, Lord. You are funny one more time. And it's just, it's really been an incredible journey. And I don't know at this point how to live in my life or my marriage without God. You know, that's the key to everything, I think. So, 
And what an incredible, like one thing you said is that I put myself aside, Mm -hmm. which you did not. You put yourself full force in front of Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. that is incredible. And I mean, to be really honest, (laughs) even in my own life and marriage and, you know, us putting pieces back together and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Um, one thing that I love that you said in your blog too, is it only takes one believer in a marriage to, mm-hmm. to be the change mm-hmm. and yep. one believer to be the change. And, or like, you know, I just prayed over my husband. I prayed over his heart. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. And mm-hmm. for so many people, me <laughs> included, you know, how many times have I heard that? And, you know, even as a full on believer now, you know, it's like, well, if, if he's not willing to, you know, whatever. And I hear a lot of people say that. And Mm -hmm. it's sometimes it's just like, maybe we're afraid that if we pray, then it won't happen. And it's, it's just that surrender, like you fully surrender. Exactly. And I think that's what the difference this time was. Um, because I was previously married and he was unfortunately abusive and I got up the courage to leave and, at that point, I had turned towards my faith, but not quite like what happened this time. This time, I felt like God was like personally with mm-hmm. me and he was coming out in my work. I mean, you know, songs that would play on the radio. I mean, I just have the silliest things. And I remember this one day um, and every day I could see looking around all the ways that God was changing my life with my ex-husband, with so many different things. Even my husband, I kept seeing him so distant from me. But then as time was going on, he was coming closer and closer and closer to me. And I think one of the most amazing things is when you can see God working, you know, because it's one thing to be a believer, but to live the story is pretty incredible. I mean, I, I literally have no words for what has happened to me. And I want it for everyone. I literally wish that I could reach everybody that's really struggling and just tell them that all you have to do is believe. And he just wants us to live in light and love. And he wants you to be the way that he was, no matter how somebody reacts to you. And I think that as human beings is something we all struggle with, especially with our spouses. Like sometimes it's worse with the people that are closest to us. So sometimes I think a reminder of patience is really important. You know, like how would, how would Jesus treat us in this moment? You know, how would, you know, Jesus handle this situation? And when you, and it's kind of like the saying they had, what would Jesus do? I mean, I think, (laughs) think about that, you know, yeah. what would Jesus do? Because that's really how we have to live. And I will say that when you, one part of your, your faith journey, I think should be forgiveness. Um, in all areas and for yourself, for anyone that has hurt you. And that's one of the most important parts of healing is to forgive. Yeah. Because when you you, let that go, it just opens you up. Would you say that again, just going back to the part where you said, I put myself aside, but obviously when you got so deeply rooted in Christ, like, did you start to forgive yourself? Do you think like in postpartum so hard, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I for sure had postpartum, but I didn't talk about it. I didn't address it. I didn't, you know, whatever mm-hmm. until 
many, many years later. And then even when I addressed it, like it wasn't like, oh yeah, I had postpartum, you know, it just was like, it's very hard to recognize it is. And you do, you really have to, I think one of the most humbling experiences that you can have is to really see yourself and understand that like, we all want to sit back and say, well, my husband's the problem. My kids are the problem. This is the problem. But to really see things like it was mm-hmm. a gift from God to be able to see myself as my husband saw me. And that helped me to recognize that my husband over those two years of postpartum depression, he tried everything. He was yeah. loving. He was supportive. He was, you know, just everything he had to be. And I think, you know, when I really thought about it, the only reason that he left and how abrupt and weird it was, it had to be God because I would not have been able to go through the healing process the way that I did if he were here. So God needed to remove him from my life. And then I saw slowly through the process, we were separated for um, four months, almost five months. And I saw through that process where God would put us in situations to come back together. And then before I knew it, he was home and our marriage is better than it ever probably could have been had I not gone through what I did. So it was a blessing. It wasn't anything to be sad about. It was such an amazing experience. And every day I live it. And even talking to you the other day, it was like, you know, I feel like, especially with my blog, I was feeling like I was being pushed to write about it, you know, to get it out there for people, because there are a lot of people that struggle and don't realize that God is real. God is so real. It's all yeah. real, you know, like the, you can't explain the supernatural. So there's no other explanation other than God. Yeah. And how cool that you like felt it. You definitely have to, you know, there is a defining moment when you know the Holy Spirit is there. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it's an amazing time because for a lot of people when they're coming into their faith and they think they don't know enough or do they deserve, you know, it's, it's a hard time for a lot of people. Right. Um, do you think too now looking back like had have been in a relationship where your ex was abusive or you know a lot of people that I know came from repetition you know just bad relationships terrible mm-hmm. relationships and then all of a sudden here's the really great guy <laughs> and it's almost like you don't know how to handle that either how you don't know how to accept being loved and right. like respected and honored, like all of the things that you had ever dreamt. Like you don't of. believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely I went through that with my husband. Um, but I do know that God sent my husband to me. There's some really strange coincidences with him. Um, his name is Jason, first of all. My ex-husband's name is Jason also. Um, my brother, whom I was super close with my whole entire life, he was my big brother, passed away in 2010. His name was Ryan and his birthday is January 28th. And so was my husband's. And -hmm. when my husband was born, his middle name was Ryan. And I just feel like there's so many signs between us that I knew. And I remember the day that he left, it was like, I got filled with this intense feeling that this wasn't over. It's Mm -hmm. not over. Can I ask? So when, when he left, was mm -hmm. it just that he had just, had enough, like you, you trying to take your life was like the last straw for him. Like he couldn't just stay around for that anymore. Or what was his, like, what, what kind of led to that? I think it, for him, it was more like he felt like a failure because Mm. he couldn't make me better. He couldn't, you know, he did all the things to try and make everything better for me and he couldn't do it. So I think that he 
left, not of his own accord, but I think that within his heart, I think he was so sad and he felt like he didn't do enough. Like he needed Mm. to fix me and he couldn't. Mm -hmm. So the safest thing for him to do was to walk away, you know, and I just, and I never blame him for that because when I saw what I saw in myself, I would have left me too. (laughs) So, Yeah. But wow, we that's funny <laughs> <laughs> Well, and we we remained really close. Like in the beginning of the separation, he was very firm. I want to be alone, this and that. I mean, I I did everything. I let the Lord lead me. And yeah. I prayed about it. And I asked for signs to show me what the right thing to do was. And every mm-hmm. step of the way he was there showing me. And mm-hmm. I at one point had wrote my husband a letter. And I told him, I said, even if you don't come home, I will never hate you. I will love you for the rest of my life and we will always be friends and we'll raise our son as, you know, best friends. And I just kind of left it with him. And, you know, just over time, it was like, I remember one day specifically, um, and it was Sunday, I had just gotten out of church and we were going to do a switch out um, with Cooper. And um, he had texted me and I said, well, I'll be in town till about one o'clock, you know, church gets out at 1230. and um, I hadn't heard from him. So I get home and I was just sitting there and I just, I was talking to, I talked to God all the time. Oh, <laughs> I just, I was like, Lord, you know, just please show me something that my husband's still here, that he's still with me. Like 30 seconds later, I got a text message from my husband and I prayed. I just sat there and I just said, Lord, please, please just show me something that my husband is still with me. And literally, I kid you not, 30 seconds later, after being, I don't want to be around you, this and that, he sent me a text message to ask me to go shoe shopping with him for my son. Yeah. And my heart filled with joy. And I was like, thank you, Lord. And I think another, to me, another really important part of your relationship with Jesus is to make sure that you are thankful, that you verbally thank him, that you have an intimate conversation, even though, you know, sometimes to some people it might feel silly, but when you know that Jesus is there with you, yeah. it's just like somebody's in the room, you know, and, yeah. and you have no, no problems just really letting go. And I think that's, I think one of the most amazing things when you have that relationship is that raw emotion that comes over you in that moment of you don't know where it's coming from. And it's almost to me when, when I was going through all of that um, and talking about my life and talking to Jesus about my husband and just literally everything, it was like confirmation that maybe I was on the right track. Yeah. So it's like, I took that really raw emotion that I was feeling and I said, okay, so this is what I need to do. So I think maybe not necessarily a lot of people will see the signs that are given, but they're everywhere all day, oh, yeah. every day. God you know, waits, that's, right? You yes. said that too in your blog and I'm like, oh yeah, I, especially yes. as I'm coming really into like, a, into my faith, like outwardly being a believer, knowing it was Jesus mm-hmm. as I'm like, okay, God wink, God wink, God wink. And I say it to AJ all the time. Like if he's like pushing a limit a little too far, then all of a sudden he'll like, you know, bonk his hip on the corner of the counter or something. And I'm like, you know, and he'll just look at me and he's like, I know. And I'm like, it was God. It was God. Yep. I mean, he's right. telling exactly. you to get your life together. 
And I had this really weird moment when I was separated and I I got full into like, Dan Muller is really wonderful. He literally yeah. just speaks the truth. And that's what I love about him. And so um, Cooper had told me, you know, I want to order pizza. And I said, okay, let's order pizza. And it was the strangest thing. I had my TV on low. I had just finished watching Dan Muller and then I was watching something else. Um, and the pizza guy comes to the door and he perked up and he goes, what's on your TV? And I was like, I'm watching Dan Moeller. And so I go into telling him all about it. And I said, I don't know if you're a Christian or not. And, you know, all of that. And I said, but he's really great. You can find him on YouTube. It was the most randomest thing. I couldn't even hear my TV. And the fact that he like perked up like that, I was like, that is so weird. So then he was like, you know, where do you go to church? I'm just, you know, getting back into it. And it was like, he was just really interested. And so, you know, I had let him know this is where I go. And, you know, it's really great. They have three services. And I was like, check out Dan Moeller. And I wrote it down for him. And I, and I, <laughs> I closed the door and I called my best friend. And I said, well, I either planted a seed or I have a sniper. <laughs> whichever, oh, but it's great. just like, he has come out to me in so many ways like that to help people. You know, like I had this one time where I was going to pick up my daughter from her friend's house and I had never met her mother. And I went inside and I got into this really amazing conversation. It was that moment when the Holy Spirit fills you up and you're just mm -hmm. speaking and you have no idea why. You don't really know what's coming out of your mouth. It was emotional. It was raw. It was really beautiful. And I came out of the house and I just was like, whoa, that was amazing. <laughs> and I called my best friend again, you know, because she, she understands. And I said, yeah. remember, I said, there has got to be a reason that that just happened. So yeah. later that night, um, she brings my daughter back. Um, cause I was actually dropping her off. And so she brought her back and we got to talking again and she thanked me and she said, I really needed that today. And it came out that she has breast cancer. Oh, yeah. And I felt like in that moment, she needed to hear the words of God. You know, like that yeah. she's probably scared. She needs that strength to kind of move forward. And we've been friends ever since that day. And I just feel like there's so many people out there that just need to hear the truth. Yeah. Go and make disciples. Um, so, I mean, that's literally what happened <laughs> with us. Um, I called Kristen after being on FaceTime with Chad. He was in Iraq and literally, I mean, we had been, we, we were divorced, you know, and it had been two years. And all of a sudden I said, well, what if we just all moved to Florida together? And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what just happened? That was not like the plan that, you know, it was like, you know, I felt like the mask or something of Jim Carrey. I'm like, what just oh my came gosh. over me? Okay, God. Um, but it's it's just so incredible. And also, too, like, I just want to say it's really awesome to see that light in you. Like, I can see the light in you. And that, you know, that is so cool. It's so awesome that you are, you know, that you are out there sharing um, there's a huge, huge reason why I love how you said, you know, it was his plan of why he left. And, and I also like how humbling to, to know that like he left because he couldn't help me any further. It had to be me. Um, and you know, for anybody struggling, you know, it's really easy to place the blame or, you know, to do whatever, 
the hard part is doing the work on yourself and really diving in, you know, to yourself and, um, just hearing your story of you saying like it literally, somebody had, you know, told me for a long, long time, like you have to pray over, you know, the situation, like you right. have to pray over it, you know, you selfish prayers are never want. answered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's one thing that I learned through, you know, just educating myself. Um, I had never read the Bible before this point in my life. I knew that Jesus existed, but I had never really accepted him. And one thing that I really did learn is you can never pray out of selfishness because God will not answer those prayers. Yeah. So you have to have a clean and open heart for whatever it is that you're praying for. It can never be about, you know, I want a bigger house. I want Jason to come home because, you know, I'm lonely or, you know, whatever. It's about happiness. Probably the most incredible thing that's ever happened in my entire life. And I can't, like, I was discussing with my best friend, like how when you get to that point and you're where I am, there's no going back. No, you can never wake up another day without Jesus. You can't, you know, it's like he's become just, you know, a normal everyday. I'm talking to him in my kitchen <laughs> kind of yeah. thing. You know? <laughs> and it's I love, so cool. I love what you said about you. I just think it's such a gift that he allowed you to see the situation through your husband's eyes, because I think without that, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we're all so... Like, I think that may be something I need to pray for. Ooh, mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. But <laughs> it is definitely a really, really she was saying it, I was like, okay, you're here speaking right to us. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. re- truly. And the other part is that I think oftentimes we get so comfortable in our relationship that sometimes we show up as the worst version of ourselves to our mm-hmm. spouse and our family because – one, it's like we're in our home and we're comfortable. And two, you think they're just always going to love you and accept you no matter what. And mm-hmm. you, you know, it's like your outlet to misbehave is when you're at home with your family. And, you know, those should be the most important people and the ones that we show up for at our best. Also, they can help us in our worst. But I think that it's mm-hmm. really true that like I in the world, my husband gets the worst version of me. Of all the people in the world, I truly believe that my husband gets the worst of me and that sucks, you know, and that's very eye-opening. And I think that a prayer that I should start to pray is for God to just reveal what that looks like to him and what that feels like to him Mm -hmm. because it can't feel good. And I will say that it definitely changed my marriage for the better. So when he came home, like what I saw in myself was I was, so I'm very OCD. I need a very neat home all the time. And what I had to learn is that is my problem. That is not his problem. That is not my children's problem. It is mine. So there were certain things that existed in our home that just really were minimal that I would just harp on and get like, you know, really upset about and that I just realized that if I want an OCD clean home, then I really do have to do it myself because it's my problem. You know, and to realize that he really was doing a lot. My husband's a very like, um, he would do a lot in the community. You know, he was a baseball coach. He, you know, took those kids on a journey that they'll never forget because he had so much passion. And it took this all happening for me to really see my husband as well for what he actually was and not the one who left things on the floor for me to pick up or, you know, wasn't doing enough around the house because you know why he was out there exhausted, you know, doing things for other people that he's actually very selfless. So Mm -hmm. I think 
when God showed me who I was, he also showed me who he was at the same time. I love mm-hmm. that. The other, so my husband, so I go to counseling on, on Monday nights and, um, I just absolutely love my counselor. He's amazing. But my husband sometimes will be like, well, I know it's like private and stuff, but what, it, like, do you want to share with me what you're going to talk about or what you talked about? And I'm like, yeah, you know, sure. And so I'm sitting there the other day and he's sitting here beside me at the table and he's like, it was counseling day. And he's like, so what's on your mind for tonight? I'm like, well, I'm going to have to tell him about biscuits. And he's like, excuse me. He's like, oh yeah. So he's sitting there eating, right. I made biscuits and gravy. Okay. And this fool will eat the biscuits without the gravy. He puts jelly and butter on the biscuits and then there's no biscuits for the rest of the gel or the the gravy. Okay. So he's sitting here with four, no, two biscuits with jelly. And he's like, what do you mean the biscuits? And I was like, baby, this is the most annoying thing in the entire world. When you eat the biscuits with the jelly and there's nothing left for the kids to have with the, and I was like, He's like, well, I feel oh like there's gosh. a really easy solution to this. I feel like you could just make some extra biscuits because you see that I really enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh, but it's really true. Like we can get like your steps <laughs> crying. I, she's like, she asked me how I was counseling. I'm like, well, I had to tell him about the biscuits because it is so But I didn't annoying. know you told Jonathan about the biscuits. So oh, we absolutely. Had the conversation he, and then he, he still brought it up to the <laughs> Just telling Jonathan did nothing. I tell him about the biscuits every time he does it. I had to tell Bob, who probably thought I was crazier because oh he's trying to tell me about accepting the truth that Christ, you know, the truth about me. What does God say about Kristen? And I was like, I hate to interrupt you, Bob, but I have to get something <laughs> off my chest. Oh my gosh. You know why? Because I was about to get uncomfortable. Maybe. No, no. The biscuits were a pro- have been a problem for years. I mean, I'm only laughing because we're so very similar my, in our situation right, and I mean, in our past. And I'm sure that there's like so many correlations. Um that but it's just, just like the, it's just like the OCD about the house, right? Like yeah. I could tell you a hundred little tiny things that absolutely drive me crazy, and that I allow. Like I allow okay. these things to drive me crazy. Just just like you're saying, like I had to understand, like, hey, if this is what I want, this is a me thing, and I have to fix that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess I just have to be fine with him, like pulling my chair over and putting his feet on it every <laughs> single morning. Yeah, my point is that there's just all these little things that can build up and build up and they're silly. Oh, yeah. But they feel big in the moment when you're just like not yes. dealing with the real things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that. I think, you know, now I have a, I do have a different perspective and I'm not going to say the things don't annoy me sometimes because they do. Like we're still human, even though we follow yeah. Jesus are humans. Um, Mm -hmm. but now I'm more able to take a step back before I react. And I think to myself, you know what? I lived without him for all this time and I missed him every single day. And when Mm -hmm. I, when I was without him, I said to myself, if he ever comes back, I will never make this mistake again. I will Mm -hmm. never harp on these things because to me, the most important thing is that he's there. Yeah. You know, and he came back and he's just 
absolutely amazing and he deserves to be loved every single day. So one tradition that I did start with him um, was I leave a post-it note in his shoe every morning and it's just a little message or just even to tell him, you know, I love you and have a great day. And, you know, just so that he knows that he's appreciated, that he's loved, that, you know, I'm going to miss him all the day long. And, you know, he's just a really good person. And I think so many of us struggle with our shortcomings every day. And it's not to say, because this is what I believe too. No, Cooper. This is what I believe too, is that we spend so much of our lives with the thought that this person is my happiness. You're responsible for me to be happy. You know, whereas what the truth is, is we are responsible. The only person that's going to truly make that happen for us is Jesus. And if we keep looking to those people, that's when the, the issues happen because that will never, ever be the case. There's not a single person. So we're simply here to love each other. We're not here to make each other happy. Yeah. So that's, or change each other. Yes. So that's something that I think is really important too, that we all have a hard time with. Um, yeah. And I think the fear for me of losing that and losing this feeling of, you know, what I've been through in the last incredible six months of my life um, is a little scary because we all know the devil's strong. He tries to come in and tear us down at our best moments. And as long as we remember that God is there, it, it's just, it's always going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. I was going to say just what an incredible, just explosion of the outpouring of love and Jesus and all of that. And what a change. Um, the initial Dan Muller video that you watched, is there, mm-hmm. which one is it? A link for it? Yeah, send us a link. That'd be great. Yeah, I have the link. I've, I've actually shared it with several people. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll that. And he's just amazing. Like he's, I'm sorry, my son is crying now and he's telling me to go away. <laughs> You're good. You're good. So I'm, I'm sorry, right. it's probably loud. It's okay, buddy. Can you go get my phone? <laughs> Um, he's not getting any more attention right now so he's trying to find it on his own you know he's like i've had we've had enough of your time enough yes okay well send me that link thank you so much for sharing this with us thank you for allowing me to oh man this is gonna help so many people just that we know that listen to this podcast and hopefully it just reaches the hearts of so many more. We'll share it with you, of course. And, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and know of people that it could touch, please share it with them. Um, and we'll link your information too. So people can reach out to you personally, but thank you so much for taking your time today. And I can't wait to just keep in touch with you and, um, watch that faithfulness happen for you guys. Yeah, well, I appreciate it. And just remember, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Love it. Bye, Thank Kelly. you. Nice Have to meet day. you. Well, that was incredible. What an amazing. That is an amazing story. I love her, just her attitude about the whole entire thing. Like, she's just, I don't know. I think there's like a whole nother perspective when someone like, maybe two people are not feeling like it's incredible that he felt the need to leave and she felt the need to, to, I don't want to be say run after him in a, in a negative way, but like she was willing to like do whatever it took where I think 
sometimes like when you're butting heads so hard or, you know, like the situation's different, there isn't that one person that's willing to just the surrender part. I think, yeah, it's that surrender, right. That a lot of us are missing. And, um, I I just couldn't help but share the biscuit story, but it was, it was really real in the moment. Right. And I think that like, I was just like, Oh, you're such a better person than me. You are so kind and you just loved him all the way through it. And I just got mad about the biscuits. I know. (laughs) But I mean, there's just the ebbs and flows of life. Right. And things just like get hard sometimes. And I th- I'm reading this, you know, I'm reading all the books, but I'm one in particular called Love and Respect. Um, it's by Emerson Egricks. Yeah. And it's all about how, well, it's kind of funny because it's remember when I got married, we were supposed to close our eyes and I knew that he was supposed to love me, but I couldn't remember. Or he was supposed to cherish me, which yeah. is love. But I couldn't for the life of me remember what I was supposed to do. Respect. It turns out it was respect. Yeah, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> um, but how men just their their desire is just to be respected. And while our desire is to be loved. Yep. And, you know, it's probably not respectful for me to yell at him about putting his feet by my chair or to eat. It's like his stuff. compromise knowing like, that his love language is touch and yours is not. He just exactly, wants to be, exactly. he just wants to be near you. And, you know, and being, the other day I told you too, we were on the couch and like he Chad had his arm around me and we're watching shows together now. This is all, brand all new, new things. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this, I'm just gonna, okay, here, I'll put my feet <laughs> over there. You know, here's, here's my feet. It's hard. It's it is hard. hard because we we receive love differently. And like he and I have completely different love languages, which surely most people have different love languages. So yeah. like I think we're we're often trying to give love in the way that we receive it. Yeah. But our partner isn't receiving it because that's not their love language. And I'm very much a quality time person. Yeah. And so far he doesn't know the difference between time. <laughs> And quality time. Yeah. And it's different. Um, like if you're, we're sitting at the table and I'm looking at my computer and you're watching the stocks and on your foot, like it's not, that's not quality time. Yes, we were in the same room, but that I didn't get filled up from that. Yeah. Same as he doesn't get filled up from me allowing him to rub my feet when we're watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> but I think too, I think for both of us, it's just, once you get to a certain point, and I think that's with a lot of marriages is like, once you get to a certain point, like this is the norm. It's like, surely like, remember back to when it was the beginning. And for both of us, we were like swept off our feet. We've never had anything like this before. Right. You know? right. And then like, what in the world happened? It's not always one fault or the other, but like, once you get to a place, it's hard to get out of that place or to like, open back up. I know for me, it's like, okay, wall, 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 wall. Yeah. You know, like, how do I get back to that person that I was in the beginning? You pray over it. Yeah. And I think that's just the the important part is to know that either you can get back to the person you were, or you can get to somewhere better. And it just is about, yeah, being prayerful and just really surrendering your relationship to God, surrendering your attitude, surrendering, you know, all of it to God, because we can't do it on our own. Like I try every day to just be kind on my own and I just can't do it. (laughs) And so I got to give that to God and allow him to just, I just say, God, just please soften my heart, just soften my heart toward my husband. He doesn't deserve my, whatever this wrath 
the wrath of Kristen coming yeah. out and hard. And he doesn't absolutely doesn't deserve it. I couldn't tell you an unkind thing about my husband. He's the, the kindest, yeah. sweetest, most loving person. Yeah. But I don't know why you couldn't just eat the, the, the gravy with the biscuits. Like it's biscuits <laughs> and gravy. They go together. <laughs> it's in the name. It's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> It's not biscuits and jelly. Like we got, we got bread. You could make toast. You, we have, we have, we have bagels. We have English muffins. Why you got to use the biscuits? Why the biscuits? No. But so I think that's just a, you know, I'm sure everyone listening could think of a little annoyance that it's like your yeah. reaction is so ridiculous in comparison to like what's happening. But it's just things just kind of compound over time, and you can end up blowing up over biscuits. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just love, I mean, just seeing her energy I mean, it's a beautiful and passion, story. Yeah. 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 For her marriage. I think, you know, I kept saying, like, all all God kept saying to me is pour into, pour mm-hmm. into. Like mm-hmm. right now, your only job is to pour into your family, pour into your marriage, pour into your business. Like whatever mm-hmm. you're doing, you don't have to hustle and grind to the max like you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Like this is slow down and take the time. And- yeah. It's almost just like doing, do the things that you were doing, but do them with intention and do yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Slow down and do, do each thing justice almost like, yeah. you know, give enough in each area and don't, don't allow one thing like business to just yeah take over everything. Right. I mean, I've, Literally every single night this week, I've been on the couch. Watching like, some TV? Not, yeah, watching TV, not yeah, working. not working. That's good. Yeah, I mean, it's been incredible. Um, I felt like it was, in a, I don't know that she really, she doesn't know me, so she didn't know that my biscuits and gravy story was funny, so I didn't want to interject also when she was talking about the pizza guy coming over because I was like, she told him about, about Jesus. Steph would have sold him collagen. I just would have. I just would have. I just would have paid the guy and sent him on his way. Right. <laughs> We're called to be disciples, or oh, for me, Jesus made me to be a good, but yeah, yeah, sales. good salesperson, yeah. good whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just amazing, and it is really incredible how. You know, because we do talk about Jesus a lot, but it has just like this is the route for us right now for this year and for life. Um, how how could it ever? I just don't know what yeah. else even is there. I think we have talked about Jesus all along. Yeah, um, and you know maybe we didn't devote entire episodes to talking about Jesus, but we should have. Yeah, and I think just we realized that nothing in our lives work without without Jesus yeah right and without just putting uh putting him first and yeah. allowing him to just like she was saying she just like she just took a back seat t- to God and said here you drive and yeah. I'm I'm just along for the ride and I'll do what you need me to do and I think that that is surrender and it can be really difficult especially for people who like to be in control <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> me, me. Um, That's it's weird. so hard to to let go of that control, even though yeah. when you're giving it up to God, like it just feels like our yeah. flesh constantly wants us to, oh, I can fix it, I can fix it, I can fix it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. And the truth is just one, we can't, but two, we don't have to. Like what a, to. what a relief. Yeah, what a relief to like realize like, oh, 
I don't have to do it all. I don't have to control that situation. I don't have to take responsibility for that, how that turned out. I don't, all I got to do is surrender and give it to God and allow him to do his work and show me the way to go. And, you know, we do make things a lot more difficult than they need to be. I agree. Um, So I guess I'm thinking right now too, like for anybody who's listening, you know, if you would love to share your testimony, um, if you have, you know, marriage testimony, um, things that other people could benefit from hearing, let us know um, so that we can, you know, see about having you on the pod too. We're always, I mean, we haven't had a guest for a while and she was just, I mean, I could just feel the Holy Spirit radiating through this video. Yeah. You know, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And so I know that sh- that that this episode will change many, many lives. And so uh, reach out to us if you guys know of somebody um, that, you know, could share as well. And- yeah. And um, check the show notes for the link um, to the Dan Moeller video. And we can link the song to Battle Belongs. Yep. Um, and then just Kelly's uh, blog. Yep. Awesome. All right. All right, you guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Everybody be nice to your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Later. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Activate. If you found value or were simply entertained, please subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, be sure to follow us on Activate Pod on Facebook and Instagram so you don't miss a thing. Thanks for your support. Today's the perfect day to activate your life. We love y'all.